to the BDXX podcast, let's get intimate. I'm your host, Sasha Laurie, bringing you another special episode of our Change Makers Edition. While in the past, we've strictly interviewed researchers, academics, and PhDs in the field, we'll now also be bringing you interviews with founders, coaches, authors, and anyone else who dedicates themselves to helping us transform the way we live our relationships. Joanne Encarnacion is a health and wellness coach sharing a raw perspective of her personal journey through fitness, body image, parenting, and marriage. She refers to herself as a woman in progress and encourages others to re-examine life and the relationship with themselves as a constant, ever-changing progression towards not only self-acceptance, but self-admiration. On Instagram, she's known as GoFitJo with over 80,000 followers. And on her more recent account, Hella Married, she shares an important intimate look into the reality behind navigating the ups and downs of marriage. Well, while we're on the definition train, I'll ask you for one more. What is your definition of intimacy? Mm. So that's a beautiful question. Um, I actually had to break this down couple months ago in therapy with my partner because we were having issues between intimacy versus sex. And uh, my personal definition of intimacy is truth. And it's being able to emotionally connect with somebody on a truth-based level. I think it's one where you can sit with truth within each other. You can connect intimately with another human being. And that is emotionally and intellectually. So... For me, intimacy is truth on the emotional and intellectual level. Did your partner have a definition of intimacy that was different? Yeah, actually, I think uh, for years he believed that intimacy meant physical intimacy or sex in general or just being physical with each other. I mean, sadly, that's the definition that society plays and the narrative that society has told us for years is being intimate with somebody meant you're physically intimate with them or you're physically connecting with them. We just had so many arguments, actually, and disagreements of like wanting to be intimate. Because I would say, I, I, I want to be intimate with you. And he was like, all right, well, all of a sudden his clothes were off. I'm like, Wait, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to have like Connect. a really beautiful private conversation with you, you know? When you say truth, intimacy is emotional and intellectual truth. Would you elaborate a bit more on that and what you mean? Yeah, I mean, I think when I think about truth and I think about intimacy in that way, I think it's about really allowing somebody to see yourself. Like authenticity. Yeah, I think it, there's there's authenticity to it, but I also think there's a raw honesty to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uncensored. Um, no, it's not necessarily a confession session, but it's, it's, it's an uncensored version of who you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's your truth in that moment. And it could be ugly. It could be messy. It could be emotional. It could be like tears. It could be joy. It could be whatever. There's this level of privacy that each person 
has within themselves, within their soul, within their spirit, within their thoughts. And if you can get intimate or if you can like sit with somebody's truth where you can truly see who they are as a person, that to me is intimacy. In another one of your interviews, I heard you say that rejection is redirection. Mm -hmm. And I would just love to have you explain what you mean because I I love it. And I, (laughs) I do think that there is an unrealistic and or fear of rejection that holds us back. So for me, I think rejection is redirection. Like you mentioned earlier, we have this like negative idea of failure. And I think rejection oftentimes is seen as like a failure. Oh my God, I got rejected. That means I failed. Oh my God, I'm rejected. That means it's a no or it's not right for me or, you know, whatever. And I guess the way that I see that it's like for every success point, there's a thousand failures before you actually reach one success point. You have to make mistakes and each of them are like a step along the way. And rejection is redirection to me means that, hey, you know what? It may have been a no, but it wasn't right for you anyways. And so it's just redirecting you to something that's even better or something that's actually more in alignment with who you are as a person, whether that's a date, whether that's a job, whether that's, I mean, you know, I always like reject my kids from having like candy all the time. And I'm like, I'm just redirecting you to fruit. Like this is a lot better for you. So I just, I look at that and I just think, Okay, yes, adore my clothes, but you never know if a gateway is going to open up for you, something Mm -hmm. else. I really love the idea of rejection not being the opposite of success, but being a necessary part of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so I wonder how you would define success. Oh, you're getting really deep with these questions, aren't you? We're on the um, (laughs) definition. Oh, man. Um, I was recording a podcast not too long ago, like the other day, actually. And she asked me, what does it mean to live healthy? And I was thinking about that question when you said the word success, because to me, being healthy means you're living in alignment with your purpose. And for me, success is kind of the same thing. It's knowing that, you know, you are attaining the things that you want in your life and your desires, but based on what you feel is innately true within yourself, what makes you come alive. I don't ever measure success points on the type of house or the type of car I drive or the money, my bank account, because to me, those things can go away. But success to me is knowing that I am doing everything I can every single day to live my life on purpose and to live my life feeling alive, whatever the hell that might mean. And that could be completely different on one day to the next Mm -hmm. and change and evolve. But I think for me that that's what success is. It's an opportunity to learn every single day. I think I've mentioned this before and I don't like repeating myself, but this was a very impactful moment for me when somebody asked me how often I feel successful. And my answer was, (laughs) it was a percentage in the very low range (laughs) and and then I kind of just sat there and I I clarified with them and I said well what's your definition of success Mm -hmm. like I love operating definitions you know what's your operating definition and they said feeling content with the amount of progress 
that you're making in the direction you'd like to go. Yeah. And I did, it was like this whoosh, <laughs> this huge, insane moment for me where not only were my percentages totally switched, yeah. but I just found myself thinking, why couldn't I have learned this sooner? Why wasn't this where on earth has this definition of success yeah. been? I mean, wow, if we could teach that in schools, I think we'd be a whole lot better shifting our society <laughs> in a big way. Yeah, 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 I love that. I mean, that's the it's probably the reason why I like to call myself a woman in progress mm-hmm. because there is no destination per mm. se for myself. To me, I think I'm, I'm just always going to be constantly evolving. And I know for some people that sounds frightening because it's just like a when are you going to stop growing? But I love the idea of just constantly learning how to be a better person so that I could be a better member to society, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. that might look like. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part you mentioned too about being healthy. I think it's. So interesting to, you know, people look at skinny people or models or people on social media and think they're healthy, but that says nothing about their mind. It says nothing about, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember being at a health conference at Stanford, this amazing speaker. He asked, you know, raise your hand. How many of you are healthy? And I remember sitting there thinking, well, you know, I get all these comments all the time. Oh, you're so healthy if it's, you know, what you're eating or because I like exercising. And I was sitting there probably at month eight of chronic pain Mm. due to kind of a chronic disease that had come up after uh, an operation I had had to treat another chronic disease Mm. that had gone undiagnosed and sitting there thinking, I don't, know that I am healthy yet I get these comments from the outside because oh you exercise or you eat and it's like well I already have so many health problems that so I just think that if we could really take that perspective and and that questioning the status quo and kind of really flipping things upside down and looking at it from a different angle I think that we could grow a lot more. Oh my God. So much. Learn a lot more. Yeah. And and kind of shape our lives completely differently as a result. Mm, mm -hmm. As we get ready to wrap up before a set of rapid fire questions I have, (laughs) I just kind of wanted to to circle this all back because I think it's so important for on an individual level. We kind of all need to hear so much of this, but for those of our listeners who might be parents or Mm. might be hoping to become parents, I would love to kind of bring it all back to that and how everything you've learned, Mm -hmm. some of which we've discussed, but obviously so much more you've been able to then apply to parenting and what lessons you've learned, be it small tricks to redirect (laughs) kids uh, from candy Candy. to fruit. (laughs) I, and also the the questions you still have and the yeah. things you still struggle with. Because as I love to say, I think parenting is the most perfect example and evidential proof that fake it till you make it is very much a real thing. Oh my God, it's such a real thing. It's such a real thing. I think... Um I get so many questions about parenting from people or like, yeah, give me some advice. And I'm like, the only real advice I have for you is that you're going to fuck up. 
Just accept it. You're going to fuck up. It's fine. It's totally fine. They're not going to fuck up, but you will. Um, <laughs> and I think like when, as a parent, when you, when you sit with that understanding that you're going to f- fail multiple times, like in parenting, that's okay because you're not perfect or your child is not going to be perfect. And there's no guidebooks. There's no rule books that really can tell you how to raise your child in the best possible way. I think the biggest lesson that I've I've learned, and I actually, kind of going back to like growing up with my mom, my mom didn't share very many details of her upbringing or her life with me prior to having kids. I remember like when I was a teen and I was getting curious about my mom's life, she would just kind of shut me out and shut me down about her own history. And I, as a child, wanted so desperately to know how my mom walked this earth or experienced this earth because I wanted to know for myself what are some of the things that I might have to experience. And so I took that and I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to raise my kids in that way. I want them to know. I want them to know the nitty gritty. And I think, I, I think the reason why my mom didn't share those things was maybe she was trying to protect me from some of her own mistakes, which I completely understand. But in doing that, it just didn't give me an inside looking into what her world was like. So I remember thinking like, I want my kids to intimately know who I am and intimately know my struggles and know my emotions and know the ways that I felt when I would go through my struggles or my triumphs or my accomplishments. So, you know, we we share a lot of those intimate details for the most part. There's some things that are obviously still very, very much so private um, with our kids because I think it's important. They've seen me struggle with depression. They, they've seen me struggle with anxiety. And, you know, I love being able to model the struggle, the process, and the success to my kids so that they know that there is a way to work through them. And it's not just like, a, well, they're having a problem. Now all of a sudden it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that was like really, really important. The beauty about parenthood is just like anything, you can design it the way that you want to. Some people might not want to do parenting the way that we do parenting, meaning like we, we want our kids to grow up to be autonomous and independent. And so we're a little bit kind of hands off in terms of the day-to-day logistics with them in terms of like chores or like cooking and whatever. Well, we still cook meals for them, but they're, they're definitely independent. They get into the kitchen and they cook for themselves at a certain age. And I think that was just important for us because we wanted them to know the feelings of intrinsic motivation and intrinsic success that they were like, holy crap, I cleaned my room and my parents didn't have to tell me. Like Mm -hmm. those are important little Mm -hmm. like tidbits for them to be able to gain that self-esteem. But I also think the biggest life lesson as a mom is that you're never going to get things right. Everything is an experiment. And I think that's the beauty of it. And if you can say and admit to some of your own mistakes as a parent, that's another amazing thing. The amount of times I say sorry to my children for like messing things up or like not getting things right or, you know, whatever, allows them to see the humanness of me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make me just like mom on a pedestal. It's, oh, right, my mom's human. Yeah. She makes mistakes. So that means if I make a mistake, I can have grace and self-compassion on myself yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that, as you mentioned in the very beginning of that, you will fail or you will kind of have these failures that are really just your process of success Mm -hmm. I loved that part you mentioned about wanting to know more about your mom and these personal stories and their narrative because it gives us kind of the window into 
how they came to be the person they are. Oh, what sure. what shaped them? What struggles? What joys? What you know transitions and all of that. We mentioned we're kind of slowly becoming our parents, but I think that it is only through that capacity to understand them right. that we get through knowing the events and these stories oh, yeah. that we can begin to see one, why the way they are, the way that they are kind of have empathy and understanding mm-hmm. for that and acceptance of those traits so that when we begin to show them, we can recognize, you know, what are these good qualities that I want to keep and what are these ones that I know won't be healthy for other people oh, around yeah, me for sure. or for future children. I mentioned in my interview with Mike the concept of compounding daddy issues Mm -hmm. and that when somebody explained to me, you know, we all have daddy issues. Oh, my God, everybody. But think of your daddy's daddy issues and their daddy. And it just was hilarious but also profound. Right. But I think it it is that ability and to kind of recognize what do I want to keep and what do I want to change Mm -hmm. because there are certainly parts – that, you know, we admire about our parents and would love to emulate and other things that perhaps we know don't serve as much. And so this comes from experiences as well in school and Mm -hmm. friends. And so I think it's a great exercise for people to write down what are your strengths? What Mm -hmm. are your growth points, as I refer to them, instead of kind of weaknesses, because they're an opportunity to become stronger. And, you know, where did they come from? Yeah. Who did they come from? What experiences did they come from? And and really begin to understand how the past has influenced and shaped us so that going forward into the future, we can navigate it only with that knowledge and yeah. understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So this is um, a little series Uh-oh. that I've just started doing for this, the Founders series, as I've been calling it whatever we want to call it. Um, <laughs> okay. There are two sets. Alrighty. I'm ready. Bring it. Round one. So this one, you just pick one or the other. All right. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Sunrise yoga or dancing till sunrise? Ooh, dancing till sunrise. Drink of choice? Mezcal on the rocks. Hugs or kisses? Kisses. Sex or intimacy? Ooh, why can't I have both? <laughs> we can we can give you both for that one. <laughs> can you have one without the other? Ooh, There's a no. question. Okay, nature or nurture? Mm, nurture. Best year of your life. Oh, um, 2019. Booyah. Who is your hero? Currently, actually, my greatest hero is probably going to be my nine-year-old daughter, Olivia. Amazing. What kind of dog are you? I want to say a boxer, but they're really hyper, so maybe not so much that. Um, ooh, Probably 60% of the time, an English bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Something you're excited for in the next year. What am I excited for? I am excited to explore more on the topic of sexuality and Filipino culture. 
Favorite tough question? Hmm. My favorite tough question is probably going to be, what is the thing you're most passionate about? Okay. Round one done. Ding, ding, this ding. This is round two. This one is word association. So you'll just say the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. okay. Culture. People. Sex. Fun. Love. Hmm. Warm. You. Goddess. Us. Humans. Be. Natural. Man. Hood. <laughs> Being a woman. Mm. A siren. Change. Catalyst. Hope. Love. BBXX. Mm. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us today. The BBXX podcast, Let's Get Intimate, is produced by Sasha Laurie in Berkeley, California. Dialogue, narrative, and content crafting by Amy Soper. Audio editing, good music vibes, and sound mixing, Daniel Herrera. You can learn more on our website or on our social media at bbxx.world. And if you believe in what we're doing, please do help spread the love by sharing this with someone you care about. Until next time. Bye.